suckle in a great big expression of happiness boy you couldn't miss with a dozen roses such would astound you the joy of children laughing around you these are the makings of you true the makings of you the righteous way to go little one would know or believe if I told them so your second whoo good morning welcome to love baths love talk welcome back Harry I guess you're back. Thank you for playing Curtis Mayfield. Let me tell you something. Because his birthday was the other day. And uh, just, to, just to hear the makings of you, just to hear anything by Curtis Mayfield. I, I think if I if I have to say I miss anything about being in studio, it's just spinning the kind of music that I want to hear on the regular. Curtis Mayfield, that's all I got to say. The makings of you. What? Y'all don't know nothing about that. Y'all keep listening to that little bouncy, bouncy house mess that y'all listening to. Not house. I mean, that bouncy, bouncy mess that y'all listening to right now, which takes his influences from old school music. That's what I'm going to say. Yes, I'm officially an old lady. So I can say back in my day, <laughs> music was right. You young people ain't got no love music. You ain't got 50 Cent ain't got no love music. Drake ain't got no love music. They ain't got no music. That little funny looking boy uh, with the raggedy face. What is his name? Um, oh, 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 that could be that could be any rapper anywhere. <laughs> These young people ain't got no love music. They ain't got no love making music. You know what they got? Slap that ass. Uh, uh. You know that. That don't got no finesse. No finesse. Y'all ain't got. And if you haven't, let me know. Somebody send me some. Some 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 these young people hip hop love music. If you got some, I want to hear it. Cause ain't none of these brothers singing their heart out for you. Ain't none of them trying to win you back. Ain't none of them singing no song. Ain't no sisters out there with their heart broke talking about I'm going down. None of that. They only got none of that. And you don't have sample good stuff no way. <sighs> yeah, Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Curtis Mayfield got me in my feelings. <laughs> the, the, the makings of you. Add a little sugar. Baby, I made me some coffee with a little, uh, you know, when I make my coffee in the mornings, I sprinkle a little cinnamon in the coffee maker, in the, in the grinds, because I like that taste. And I don't, I like my coffee black. Black is strong, baby. Like my community, like my men, like my peoples, <laughs> black and strong. So I don't put nothing in it. I ain't diluting nothing, pure black anyway. So I put a little cinnamon in it. So it gives it a nice little flavor. Plus I, I don't like sweet things as a rule, you know, although I'm eating my vegan muffle that I, that I got yesterday when at the New Haven Independent um, uh, uh, team meeting, you know, we have a, staff meeting and we meet up at 
Trader Joe's. I mean, not book trader, trader, book trader. But I think the next time I go to book trader, I'm going to order something other than a tuna fish sandwich. I order the tuna fish sandwich every time. I like it, but I have to order something different. Maybe I'll just order a salad with all the things. I'll do that. But I got two, they had vegan muffins at the counter. People breathing on them. I didn't appreciate that. But uh, a banana one and a, I just ate one. What was it? It was good. But this is the banana one. Yeah, little, little minis. Now if I get to make a vegan blueberry. So um, Nora was riding shotgun while Harry was out recuperating. Nora's on her way to Spain for a month to work on some damn farm. Hilarious. But this is what you should do when you're that age. You should go and have these experiences. So she's going off to Spain to work on a farm. I would have sent her ass to Alabama, but that's just me. Spain it is. I hope she eats well and drinks well. Good wine in Spain. Good wine. So drink, 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 drink. I don't know if she's, I don't know if she drinks. She's old enough, I do believe, but I don't know if she drinks. But anyway, Harry's riding shotgun, I guess, from afar with his, with his knees up. <laughs> I hope he's doing well. I hope you're doing well, Harry. I hope you're not getting into any trouble. And then um, I believe word on the street is back today, I believe. So I think Paul is out there in the smoke looking for uh, unwitting New Haveners to ask what the word on the street is. And let me say high five to all the other folks on WNHH radio who uh, run their shows. Fly Ty, Justin, the cannabis people, <laughs> uh, CCM and their uh, political, whatever we do for the towns, cities and towns, conversations. Um, the sister that comes on, I think once a week in the mornings after me, maybe. Um, you got a great title of her show. I love it. I catch her sometimes. And uh, I catch Fly Tide too. Which I'm I'm happy that his show is growing. He's fun. Got a lot of energy. Hey, we have to find a way that we could all be out there covering the festival live. We could just do some live stuff from the street. Like we should be at the festival and just do live from the festival. And each of us take a slot. You know, Fly Tide could do his show. I could do my show. The sister could do her show. I don't know about the Canada's people. I don't know about them. <laughs> they love to mess around and be giving out cannabis. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I, I don't know. And whoever else is on WNHH radio. That would be kind of cool. I'd do it. Maybe we could work on that for... um. 
It might be too, it's too late for arts and ideas, but maybe we could get it down for Lit Fest in September. Maybe we could do it for Lit Fest. I think they're gonna be over there in the uh, Q House and the library in the Stetson Library. And uh, so we could we could we could sort of be over there and do some live stuff. I'd do that. And, and we need some merch, Harry. I seen everybody at the parade. I had my WNHH hat on. No, I don't. No, I had my Delta hat on. And we got merch. We need some T-shirts to hand out, though. We need a T-shirt, and then all the all the personalities on the back of it. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. This is such a good breakfast for me this morning. I don't normally eat anything in the morning, but I had these muffins. And I was like, oh, let me eat them. <laughs> oh, the smoke is, listen, I don't know about anybody else. And this goes back to my dystopian mindset. But, you know, seeing all this smoke over the last couple of days over the city, it just reminds me end of days. This is what it would look like If war came to our shores, you know, it'd be all the smoke everywhere. I just got me thinking about that. And you know, somebody's gonna do a study on this in a few years from now. All this, all the smoke air that we are inhaling is <laughs> gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna have repercussions. <laughs> I, I, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't. What are you gonna do? You gotta let it just blow, blow through. It's not like we got big fans or big air cleaners. Like I don't know what can you clean the air with? Nothing. You have to just let it dissipate. You know? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's where science fails me right there. I'm not a scientist. I would imagine. It dissipates at some point. It's traveled a mighty long way. The smoke. And people taking great pictures of it. I saw some pictures of New York last night. Like, wow. And the moon is so orange. Forgive me for chewing. Muffin is good. Anyway, back to the smoke. <laughs> oh, and the legislative session is over. Hooray. I'm going to give Gary Winfield a call, see if he want to come on next week before he takes vacation. Uh, before he turns his phone all the way off and be like, I ain't talking to nobody. <laughs> uh, and just get a recap of the, the, the legislative session. It didn't feel contentious, but I, I, as I said yesterday, I could be wrong. It, it seemed like people were really working together to be bipartisan, whatever that means. So I have to, I have to go and see. I have to go and see. Um, I have the uh, calendar for 
best video. And uh, what is today's date? Today's the seventh. Um, they've got book launch tomorrow. Connecticut characters by Randall Beach. Okay. And then Friday, the anti-gala pizza, pizza gala, New Haven docks at the Eli Whitney Museum. $35 gets you three slices of the Trinity pizza. You know, Pepe's Modern Sally's. All on one plate. Where they do that at it? So it's going to be at the Eli Whitney Museum. So get there early. Starts at six o'clock. And uh, they've got stuff going on. So the the best video, I, you know, I went there for the first time the other night to do the talk. And uh, I was quite blown away. They have all those videos that you can rent now. I think I have a CD player uh, in my TV, on the side of my TV. Oh, here comes word on the street. I told y'all Paul was back. Hey, Paul Bass, unmute yourself. All right. Hi, Babs. How you doing? Good morning. I'd like you to say good morning to Elisa. Good morning. And Zoe. Hi. They're, Hi. They're getting a walk in along with seems like every other dog owner in New Haven in Worcester Square Park this morning before Zoe has to jump on Zoom. She's out Lisa. in nature. I'm sorry, Lisa has to be out in, on, in nature. What's the word on the street today, Lisa? Um, just taking a walk um, with my dog because I have to be online from 10 to 5.15. 10 to 5.15? <laughs> yeah. You're going to be sitting inside? Yeah, inside. You can't take the Zoom like on a back porch? Uh, I don't have a back porch. I have a yard, but... <laughs> so you're going to be seven and a half hours. Yes. We oh. get a break. One hour break. What, what are you doing? doing? Um, well, I'm taking... Um, I'm a counselor at, at the App Foundation in, in West Haven. So I'm doing um, a training with the New England School of Addiction from Booster, uh, Mass. There's and a school of addiction? <laughs> what do they do? They train you how to get addicted? What is that? Yeah. Uh, so that's what. Um, I'm actually today. really interested in this because, you know, it's such a challenging field, right? Yes, it You're is. dealing with people who they must, you must at the end, they feel like, did I make a difference? What are you hoping to get from the training to help you help people? Um, yeah, exactly that, to uh, better understand other people with opioid uh, addiction and help them into recovery. Is there anything specific about this training, anything new they've learned or anything they feel like when you've been a counselor for a while, you need to upgrade your skills? Yeah, I mean, you always got to upgrade because there's always something new now, the xylazine that's really affecting a lot of people today. So that'll be a course tomorrow. I'll learn about that more. I mean, I know what, somewhat. Tomorrow? What do you mean tomorrow? Well, I have training again tomorrow. How many days? It's, it was four days. It's from Monday to Thursday. So all day you're on Zoom all day. Yeah. So tomorrow you're going to be learning about this new drug. Yes. And what is that again? It's a synthetic. Um, is it like uh, fentanyl? It's like fentanyl. It's actually mixed in the fentanyl. And it's called xylazine. And it's like really, really, really uh, a lot of people are dying from it. And then they break out with deep sores. And what? it's really, it's, yes, it's really like horrible. And what are you learning today? I'm learning today um, doing trauma. And what kind of Interactive stuff? Interactive trauma with, with uh, culturally different cultures and stuff like that. So that's mm. sort of like how if someone's in crisis, how to recognize yes. or how to talk to them? Yes. So how long have you been a counselor? Lisa? Well, I've been like two years 
No. How's it going? Uh, good, good. I'm still in school. I'm in my master's program. I'm going for my LPC in, so, in addiction counseling. But you are working full-time in West Haven App. Yeah, yeah. And what are you finding when you deal with people? Are you generally talking to people at a moment of crisis or an ongoing um, ongoing uh, therapy? Yeah, it's ongoing. We do counseling. We help them get jobs. We do all different things. We help them with their mental health. It's not just addiction. You know, addiction always comes from a mental health perspective because we mask our, our mental health with substances, alcohol, drugs, whatever. So, and why did you get into the work? Um, I'm in recovery myself, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I love helping people. So this was my calling. You know, I hear that so often from people who are in recovery, and it, it holds, it takes. And one thing they want to give back is they feel like that experience helped them have an added ability to help other people. Yes. Is that how you felt? Yes, that's exactly how I feel. And where did you grow up, Elisa? New Haven, actually. Where? <laughs> um, Fairhaven. Uh-huh. Fairhaven, Avery. And now you live in Wooster Square. Yeah. How do you like living in Wooster Square? It's nice, quiet. Do you take Zoe every morning? Just about. <laughs> At what time usually? Well, usually, well, sometimes I take her in the evening. I get out, of, I work from 5 a.m. to 1. That's the hours. And um, I usually uh, take her out after work. In the morning, I just take her to my car, let her do pee-pee, start to start my car off. That's all. <laughs> and and uh, so what usually happens during the week? She's home from 5 to 1? Yeah. And then you come and get her? Yes. That's an early morning. Yeah. So your schedule got changed this week because of the training? Yes. How are you rolling with that? Good, good. Is Zoe happy to get the extra walk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Babs, do you have any questions for Elisa? How you how you making out with all this uh, smoke in the air? Uh, yesterday was terrible. Today's not that bad. Yesterday was bad. As soon as I walked out, my nose, I have uh, I have sinusitis, so, you know, it affected me pretty much yesterday. I'm still a little stuffy, but not too much. But, <laughs> and then today is pretty, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, not noticing no, it. Me, me neither, not today. So did you not stay out? Like, what happened at 1 o'clock when you came? Oh, yesterday you were here. Yeah, was, so did you take Zoe around yeah, in the smoke? I, did, I took her out. How yeah. did she do? She did all right. Nothing for her. <laughs> for me, I was stuffed up. And do you have any strategies when you're going to be on Zoom all day to kind of get through the day when you're inside and stuck like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I try to, like, do movements so mm -hmm. I can keep my body going. Like aerobics? Like, <laughs> yeah, or is that yeah, out of date? Yeah, I like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like that. <laughs> any other questions, Babs? Um, so what do you want people, what do you want ordinary, regular people to understand about addiction? Well, there is hope and there is help for mm. those who want it. And uh, addiction is, you know, some people might, the stigma of addiction is that people are, are drug addicts or um, uh, their neighborhoods are getting ruined by drug addicts and all this stuff. But the, there's a big stigma about it. There is help and hope. I see a lot of people um, coming to our clinic and prospering and, and having a good life, you know, continue on with recovery. People just need to understand, read, research, and understand the addiction did and not stigmatize people that are addicts. How much do you draw from your own experience when you talk to people? Uh, like, what, uh, do you, what do you tell them? Well, you know, I don't really disclose myself, but I, I, they probably realize, yes, because I talk to them like, like real, like street. You know, I talk to them and I, you know, I understand them. I have a lot of success with my clients. Good. And, uh. How you many know. years, if you don't mind, how many years were you kind of out of commission with? Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> no, I mean, before that, I mean. Oh, before that? No, I was in and out, mm -hmm. you know. 
So did you have to go several times for treatment? Uh, yeah, I Because I hear that a times. lot. And what was it about the fourth time? I really seen the difference. You know, my eyes opened. You know, I prayed a lot. You know, no, I think they study they study this right about why people at certain times to help holds. Certain times they'll come to Elise and Elise will be able to help them get over that hurdle. Yeah. And other times they relapse. I wonder why that is, if it's age or you know, that's that's like each individual is different. It's very hard to really tell what triggers them. I think they just give up their hope, you know. There's so much out there that's it's like I don't know, people really gotta really listen to other people. Connection is very important. You know, I went to this uh, training um, for the CCB, which is who uh, gives us our licenses, our number for to get our license. And that was recently. And connection is very important. We're all disconnected. So if we start getting connected with one another and seeing how we feel about each other, then maybe there'll be a difference. And you talked about hope the person going through recovery has to happen. I wonder also about the hope of the person who's trying to help, like you, the counselor, when you see that a person does relapse, you see you're kind of getting deep with somebody, they want to turn their life around, they relapse. How do you keep hope? Is it drawing on your own story? Yeah. Um, actually, a lot of my clients really help me and keep me uh, grounded. How's that? Because... You know, I see the struggle they're going through. And do I want that struggle again? No. You know, so that grounds me and helps me. That's wonderful. So the two-way. Yeah. Oh, Babs, you at least to get ready for Zoom? That I don't feel, All sorry. Right. I feel sorry for Zoom. <laughs> I do too. Unless you could turn off your camera and just frolic around. but <laughs> <laughs> Jump around for a little exercise. Only want cameras on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Babs, there's at least Zoe. And Paul signing off from Worcester Square Park and Love Babs Love Talk and WNHHFM, New Haven's home for community radio. Thank you. Wow. Oh, that's a long time to be on Zoom. I'd, I'd lose my mind if I could turn off my camera and be like, I'm here. <laughs> I'd be all down the street somewhere. Oh, I'd just be in my backyard. You know, with the day, that's that's how I would get down. But, you know, listen, when I was on um, opioids uh, for my hips, because, you know, before I got the cert, before I got them replaced and the pain was so great, I was on opioids. And, you know, they always have to counsel you about, you know, addiction because opioids are so addictive. They didn't have to worry about me because I wasn't addicted. I wasn't addicted. I could stand them. I, I really could not tolerate them. And uh, and I never took my full dose because I just I just didn't like that feeling. I I I I'd be a terrible 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 drug addict. I'd just be terrible at it. First of all, I would never be high because I was like, oh, I can't stand this. So you know, no shade to the folks that can't get can't get through this, but gosh, I couldn't stand it. I really could not stand it. Whew. And I only took it at night so that I could sleep. And uh, and I had increased dosage. You know, they kept increasing the dosage because it was just so, the pain was so great. I could barely, you know, I really couldn't move. And uh, and I, and yet I still got around, but whew, whew, I, I just didn't like that feeling. I was, you know, you was always, I always felt like I was thirsty. I always felt hot. Um, 
I always felt like you couldn't concentrate or focus. Oh, I could. And then when I, and then when I, and then they, when they were like, uh, I could stop taking them, you know, they were like, do you, do you need a program? Like, do you need some assistance in helping get off of that? Like to stop the dosage? I was like, hell no, I just quit. <laughs> and they were like, they were like, you just gonna quit? Uh, yeah, I just, as a matter of fact, I've already quit. And they were like, wow. So, uh, so then I got contacted for a study. I was like, I don't think I'm the, I don't think I'm the person that you want. I said, because once they said I could get off of them, I just put them down. Sarah's so like, yeah, you're not the one we want to talk to. <laughs> you, you do all right. Yeah. I was like, I, was like, I don't like this mess. So that's so that's how it went down for me. I, I opioid drugs was never my thing. It was never my thing. I I like to drink, and even that is to 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 with some control. You know what I mean? Like I'm never sloppy, fall down, drunk. Every now and again, you know, I'm drunk, but I'm one of these drunks that once I'm too drunk, I go lay down. I'm one of those kind of people. I I don't get wild and loud and. I'm not one of those. And my kids was talking about that because, you know, we used to have parties at my house, you know, and, uh, you know, my my brother and my sister and them, they would get hyped up. Not me. I would just, like, disappear and go lay down. <laughs> I can't, First of all, I can't stand all the noise and the loudness. Oh, I couldn't stand it. So, so yeah. So, even now, I I have a limit. I know what my limit is. I enjoy drinking. That's it. I don't go beyond my limit. I'm not falling down drunk. I can get home. It's it's been like one or two times where I had to like stay where I was at, but that's rare. Very, very rare. Very, 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 very rare. And I don't think I've done it in the last several years. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I, you know, my heart goes out to the people who got to, you know, got to help people through addiction because it's no, I know it's not easy. I see, I see it in people, you know, uh, and I know people who, who have been clean and sober for years and years and years and years, 20 years, no looking back. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got, I've got friends who, you know, clean and sober for years and years and years, decades. And there's just like no looking back, you know? Uh, and, and I've, I've got friends who've fallen off the wagon, you know, and then listen, get back on it, you know? fall down, get back up. And that's just, just what it is until you, until it connects that you're done. You know what I mean? Like until it, until something in your mind triggers and says, you know what? I'm absolute, I'm absolutely resolutely done with this life. And I want something else for myself. And then people move on to the, they, and then they move on to the success of being uh, clean and sober, you know, but it takes some people a couple of chances and some people never, and some people never get there. Some people never, never get there, but they, you know, they keep trying, but they never, they never, they never get there uh, because, you know, uh, whatever, whatever you're running from, whatever you're masking has been so traumatic to you um, that you can't imagine not being on a substance. Like to imagine being off a substance is harder is 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 not greater than the trauma you experienced that got you on the substance, you know. I, I think that's painful. 
I think that's painful for people. I, I can't tell you why I'm not an addict. I couldn't, with all the stuff that has happened to me, I could not tell you why I'm not an addict. I, maybe because I don't have an addictive personality or maybe because uh, I, I just, I just have a different way of processing the pain of my life and the pain that has happened to me. I just have a different way of processing. Um, and, and I knew, I mean, I think in the early days I was using alcohol to medicate, but once I figured that out, I was like, oh no, that that's not how this is going to go down, you know? And, and, and it, 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 it took me to stand outside of myself to see that, like, oh, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm not really enjoying this. What I'm doing is I don't want to feel what I'm feeling. So this allows, take the, the numbs it, right? Like it's like a scab over it. Mm -mm. So I, I stopped drinking for like 10 years. I didn't drink during my marriage, you know, one, because I was married to a Muslim, but two, but I had already made the decision to stop drinking before I even met him. So I was dry already when I met him. I was dry. And I just stayed dry for the better part of the marriage. And then uh, and then I was like, you know what? Plus, why might do me some good? And then that's just and then that's just how I came back to it. You know, I came back with the with the with the sense of I wanted to learn about wine and spirits and and uh and, and so that's what I did. So I just started teaching myself and learning. You know, not to, I wasn't drinking to just like medicate. I was drinking because I was truly interested in a Bordeaux. I was truly interested in, in you know, a Chianti. I was truly interested in a Sancerre. I was truly interested in, you know, all the, you know, all the things I, I wanted to learn good tequilas and bourbons. I wanted to learn good rums. So that's what I did. That's where I am. Hey, Harry, how you feeling? Hey, Babs. Um, How you feeling? Good. I'm I'm good. Relatively good. How's the knee? That the, the knee is fine. There's everything else around it that's recovering, right? So the trauma that you know some people told me it's gonna be trauma on your leg. I told. Didn't I tell you? <laughs> yeah, that's why I said some people. <laughs> no, no, this this people. <laughs> so but yes, you, know, you hard headed. <laughs> the leg is bruised up because you was doing way too much. Well, they said it's normal, right? So it's like half of it is black and blue, and the rest of it is coming out of the black and blue. So it's like oh, okay. A weird sensation. The bandage fell off yesterday in the shower. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna rebandage it or leave it, but there's still some discharge coming out. Well, you should rebandage it because you don't want an infection. Yeah. Like, cause if you, get, I'm telling you, my girlfriend, she got an infection and they had to go back in and redo it. Mm. So you don't, you don't want that. <laughs> You're not going to be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, like right now I'm sitting down with my legs in a normal position and it's like really tight. Um, they want me to prop it up as often as possible. Yeah. You should prop it up so that the blood flow. Um, yeah. So, so this sitting position is, is 
kind of stressful right now, but for me, when I feel the stress, I think I'm doing, I'm advancing. No, that's not what that is. Right. So it's, it's. You're just creating problems for your body. But um, nope, you're going to make your body reject that knee. You better knock it off. No, but it feels good. Um, my last um, physical therapy at home is Friday. Okay. You let these people in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm letting them in. Oh, my God. I should have came and snuck in with them. <laughs> yeah. You know, he... Uh, it's a dude. It's his name is Toby, and um, he he's like, well, okay, you're about two, three weeks ahead of everyone else that does it. Um, so I, you know, I, I was already at ninety degrees with my leg when he got here for the first time, and everything. So they were like, oh, wait till the the blockers, the pain blockers wear off. That's when you're gonna feel it. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm pretty sure they're gone. I feel the wound. I feel everything. You know, and they're like, well, you're taking the oxy? Nope, I'm not taking the oxy. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Yeah. Oof. So, so yes, I mean, if I had to, I could go to work. If I had to. Well, you're working now. What are you doing? <laughs> you know going into the office. I mean, I've been, I've been helping. Oh no, you can't go now. Come on. I've been helping Nora behind the scenes with all this time. I know. But um, yeah, I, you know, I was thinking. Well, I talked a lot of junk, so today is actually two weeks since the surgery. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I have to live up you know to my talk and go in today but i kind of have an agreement with my dear wife yeah sit down that i won't go into at least next week yeah you can't go in what is wrong with you so and paul made it easy because he's not having his show his in-studio show tomorrow and marcy lynn's show is already in the can she's she did a pre-record so uh, so I'm good. I don't need to go in this week. I'm hoping to be there Monday. Well, can you drive? Yeah, I've already driven. Um, the driving isn't a problem, but of course, I haven't been in traffic on 91. Oh boy, <laughs> so that, that'll be a different issue. Whether I'm able to get out of the car in the middle of traffic to stretch it, no. <laughs> oh boy. No, it's, I mean, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I wish they would have done both. Um, so I don't have to go through this again. Well, you like, got, when do you get the next one? And uh, you said November? Yeah, it was supposed to be November, but now I'm thinking I'll just leave it till after, into the new year. Um because we want to go away on Christmas Day. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I'm making it to January. Okay. Are you, it's different. You're singing a different tune, my friend. Well, I would like to do it right now. No, you can't do it now. 
Right. <laughs> I actually would love to do it right now, but yeah, that's not gonna happen. They won't let. Yeah, it. no, that's too much. Too much. You gotta wait. Yeah, but so so that knee, but the the left knee that needs to be done is is suffering right now because I've been counting on it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's like I'm scared that it's gonna give any moment, but with the new knee, it's starting to strengthen, and I'm feeling more stable. Yeah. Leg, so. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you are moving into this because next year, this time, because one day you're gonna wake up, and it's gonna be you're gonna be like, what surgeries? <laughs> Well, I got to say, they, they said it, and I told my doctor, I'm like, it feels artificial. <laughs> he's like, well, it is. <laughs> it's not a real knee, but he's like, it's different from the hip. You actually feel, you could actually reach down and feel that it's not a normal knee. So, yeah, so it's just, it's it's a weird sensation. Yeah. Bionic yeah and then and then and then it won't feel weird yeah you got about a year or two you know when it's all said and done what, and then after crazy, that what's crazy is that he said that the swelling may last six months yeah it takes a i mean it's a trauma to your body i'm like six months i was hoping I, in a week i was like what is wrong with you like why are you so huge no because it because it's it's a trauma yeah I mean, it's a trap. They had to go in. They cut through bone and skin. They replaced the knee. And then they they sew you back up. They cut the bone and they have to mold the bone, shave the bone so that the thing fits. So that it'll take it. Crazy. Yeah, it is. Don't watch it on YouTube. It'll freak you out. (laughs) I I I made the mistake of watching a hip replacement. I was fascinated. I was like... Yeah. Like, they're gonna use a saw. <laughs> yeah, I was like fascinated, so I was like, "Ooh, that's cool, cool." But yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then you know, but they put you under some good drugs, so you don't know nothing. Yeah, you don't know a damn thing. You come back out, you're like, "Is it done?" Yeah, it's done. And then they get you up. I was like, "Okay." Yeah. I mean, the the knees been feeling fine. I haven't been able to sleep. Um, last night I slept four hours and that was an accomplishment. Um, I'm having a lot of spasms and in the leg and in my back, it's triggering my back issue. So I've been spasming a lot at night. So I'm up moving and everything, trying to get the spasms to stop at night. Um, so yeah, it's, it's that that's the hardest part of of this has been trying to get sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you'll get there. Yeah. So so last night it was four consecutive hours of sleep, which for me that's an accomplishment. Listen, that that's good for me right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good night. Yeah. <laughs> But you got to get sleep. You know why? Because I've been working on this sleep thing, Harry. 
Because if you don't get good sleep, you set yourself up for Alzheimer's, dementia, and Parkinson's. So that's why you got to get to sleep. And we're young people and we don't, we don't want this. We don't want any of that. So you got to rest that brain. You got to cool the brain and rest the brain. So you got to make yourself go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I could. You know, and yesterday I actually took um, the, like they had told me to not take all of the over-counter Aleve and Advil and stuff like that. So, but yesterday I took the Advil PM and that's why I got the four hours. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's something I'm not going to do every day. So, but I needed it because I hadn't slept in a week. Well, you might need some magnesium, you know, like the calm, okay. you know, the mix the calm in the, what was yeah. that? Uh, Alexa, you said you might, I might need magnesium. And she said, okay, that's a good idea, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know she's ready to order it on amazon oh too. i know harry you better check your amazon bill <laughs> you better check your bill check your bill yeah so you might you might need um you might want to try um some cbd infused tea um you know stuff like that i find all that the sleepy time tea i find that quite be quite relaxing and it'll lull you into a nice sleep, you know, without the addictive whatever. So, yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, it is what like right now it's thriving because I've had it down for so long. But um, I mean, it, it is what it is. I feel I just got to get over all this pain, you know. Well, it's not even pain. Like they go, what's the scale, one to ten? I've been living since the surgery. But of course, my pain tolerance is off the map. So for me, the highest it was was five coming out of the surgery. And then I've been living at one to three all these days. It's just getting to sleep. That's the issue. You know, they're like, oh, well, if you take the medication, no, 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 it's not the pain. It's the sleep. Mm. You know, so okay. different right. issues. But but uh, I wanted to jump on and talk about the the air, the smoke, because <laughs> I've been reading a couple of conspiracies. Oh shoot! Of course. <laughs> you know the reason they're smoking the air, Babs. Oh, what is it? Killing us? Poisoning us? The government is doing it purposely to cover up all the UFOs in the sky. They don't want us to see it. Oh. which was one of the reasons they gave us COVID. They wanted to keep us indoors. So okay. we didn't outside and see. That, I'm I, like, I, I, you know, I like a good conspiracy theory, but sometimes the ones that are a little too far-fetched. Yeah, it's like, okay. That, well, that seems like a lot. That is a, well, it's a huge stretch considering all you have to do is look at radar and see that it's coming from Canada. It's coming from Canada. They're having bad fires over there <laughs> yeah. so i'm not sure if our government if canada is going to allow our government to go and start their wildfires <laughs> in order to block our skies and and really aren't they all the same skies <laughs> you know so i mean i, I love the conspiracies though i mean it's just 
uh, it's interesting to see, you know, how people occupy that space in their head because if you have to fill it with uh, th this one is nonsense, right? Because you could follow it on radar. You smoke coming from Canada, so if yeah. you if you have to fill your brain with a conspiracy and not take two seconds to go look at the radar, I mean, I, we're we're in trouble because there's a lot of conspiracies out there. And 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 honestly, too, the other part of that is that gives our government a lot of credit. I don't. I don't think <laughs> I don't think this cast of characters, Harry, could concoct a a a a, well, a, a, a scene like that. I just well, I, I just be, don't I don't see it. To be fair, we always blame stuff on the people in charge, but let's I mean let's face it, the CIA and the FBI have their own agenda. Well, and and they do rightly so. I get it. You know, you know that that our government has nothing to do with. <laughs> just just ask the Kennedys. <laughs> but, you know, I get it. I mean, it's it's fun to to live in the conspiracy world, but give me I a. We to take a deep dive in, Harry, because some of that stuff, some of it is plausible. Yeah, but some of it is just come on. Well, you Try saw the, the guy that just came out as uh, a government official, high-ranking government official, came out and said, okay, we do have spacecraft that have crashed. Some have landed. We've had alien bodies. He just came out and he's briefing the, the Congress. And people are, you know, he was on, on News Nation and they're like, well, he's a very credible guy with high clearance and everything. But he looked like he was, he looked like an unserious guy talking. Like he was I, so I, I have to see that because I, you know, I don't, I don't trust. First of all, I don't trust nothing on News Nation. That's number one. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that other, other um, news outlets have picked it up and everything. So they're giving it credibility. But the thing is, is that I just, if you have to be, a serious person when you're gonna deliver a message and not seem so excited, not seem like like you have, you know, skin in in this game. Like you're selling a message for a certain reason. He just looked like he was enjoying it too much. But that's I what I mean. I can't I can't trust it. Yeah. Yeah, he seemed like you know he's one of and the the, pay attention to where he ends up in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> For me, he looked like one of those guys that I listen to on the radio. Like he's calling in on the radio. <laughs> he's again. a um, he's an ex Pentagon UFO whistleblower. Yeah. So, okay. so I mean, and and people are out there trying to give him credibility. Even Congress is, is giving him credibility because they allowed him to do the interview. He asked them permission. Well, here's the thing, you know, Harry. They let people leak this stuff periodically. So that it can settle into us naturally. So when they finally say it's not a shock, I I I'm not one of these people that that does not believe in UFOs or uh you know ex or terrestrial beings. Right. I and I don't believe we're the only people that live and breathe in the universe. So I so I'm I'm comfortable with my my thing is and my fear is always this: white men in the world 
will take UFO people, whatever they are, and dissect them. I, so that's that's my fear. They're not gonna they're not gonna welcome them or nothing. They're just gonna they're gonna cut them up and look at them and because that's what white people do. Well, that's thing, where I'm at. The so. thing is, if you show up with three heads, we're gonna tell you. Listen, you just need one on this planet. So we're going to remove the other two. We're a one head, you know, society. And when I say white people, Harry, it's because white people are in charge of all the stuff. So, you know, if it was the other way around, I would say it, but it's not. So, yeah, I'm just saying. Because, <laughs> you know, Harry, they're going to shoot first and ask questions later. They're not going to. They're not going to invite these people to the UN and have a conversation. They're going to try to kill this stuff. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I, I think, like you said, I, I'm also a believer that, that we, you know, we've probably already have dealt with, you know, people from different planets. Our government's not going to let us know until they think we're prepared to, you know, have the capacity to deal with it. Like yesterday, I was hearing somebody on, on TV saying that, no, this can't happen. If they do this, we're going to have to hoard every, you know, food and we're going to have to do this. And, and I'm like, see, this, you this see what I, this is my point. Yeah, this is why they don't want to let us know because people are going to go crazy. They're going to be stupid, Harry. And there's no getting around that. <laughs> I mean, it's just. And it's just going to be a pay. I mean, you see how people behave during the pandemic. Did you see how people behaved? <laughs> what do you think people are going to do if the if if the governments of the world said we are not alone? <laughs> we are not alone. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> it's going to be a problem. You know, people are gonna run. They're gonna they're gonna shrink wrap their house. I mean, it's gonna be just chaos. But what if the aliens bring down Elvis and Tupac? I, <laughs> they never died. They just got taken. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to do with that information. I mean, I, you know, I, it maybe Prince, Michael Jackson, bring them back. I don't. Hey. I don't Isn't know. Michael Jackson, who sung, We Are Not Alone. Listen. <laughs> anyway. I just know we're not, we're humans are not equipped. They're just, we're just not equipped for, for that kind of interaction. Listen, we're just not, Harry. We can't even, we can't even be good neighbors to each other. So imagine. <laughs> Talking about that, you saw the lady. Uh, you're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. The lady in Florida who shot her neighbor through the door because they've been having beef and the neighbor went and threw something at the other lady's kids. Yeah, went, because she went, her son left his iPad on the grass or whatever. And this woman, I guess she picked it up and brought it in her house. And the and when the woman did the locate, you know how you locate your stuff? It was at her house. That's why she went and knocked on the door. Can you give me back my son's iPad? 
I oh, in the report I saw this morning was that she threw it at or threw something at the kid. She threw uh yeah, she threw something at them, but not the iPad. The iPad was in the house. So the woman went to knock on the door like any parent would, Harry. Like, can you just give me my son's game back, please? Ma'am. I gotta tell you, you can't do that these days. Go and uh call the cops. Let the cops go and retrieve your stuff, cause I know. But who thinks that somebody's going to shoot them, Harry? No one thinks that way. But I guess that's how we have to prepare ourselves. Yeah. I guess. Because I, I don't... Because that's, that's not reasonable behavior. It isn't. But then you have... And, and I'm all for the stand your ground laws. But to a certain extent, you can't shoot people through a door and say you were standing your ground. Yeah. Okay, I mean, because that—that's the case. You shoot the mailman. You right. shoot anybody that comes to your door. Oh, I—I I feel afraid. Right. So you, there has to be reason. I mean, they, it's good they just arrested her. So yeah, and she's gonna uh, and she's young. She's like fifty-two, Harry. You really want to go to jail for the rest of your life for being a, a dummy? And who yeah. you think you're going to encounter in jail? Black mothers. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, we're, we're not very neighborly. <laughs> Who you think you're going, you're going to run into a whole bunch of black mothers in jail. <laughs> I, I wish people, you know, Aaron, I wish there was like some kind of delay on firearms that, that would make people, that the gun should be like, have AI on and say, do you really want to make, do you really want to fire this right now? <laughs> and then run all the scenarios of what, what will happen, you know, so that it can draw you back into your senses because people are stupid. Oh, right. And the thing is, is that if you think your life is in danger, which is what she's trying to use to stand your ground, Laura, um, you have the right to protect yourself in Florida, Right. Um, but there has to be reasonable, a reasonable threat. You can't, it, we can't go by the thought. Just, just imagine if we allow that, you know, through the police and everything, the, we do minority report where we just look at you and we're like, well, you're a threat and you're gone. Yeah. You know, so we can't allow citizens to behave like that, to be arbiters of, of what's dangerous and what isn't. Oh, I feel danger. Let me shoot and kill them. Yeah. So there has to be something. Something else has to change. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, you know, in order to affect a state like Florida, which, you know, all states are allowed to make their own gun laws. In order to affect something like that, it has to actually come from the Congress and have a, a law. But our Congress isn't going to do anything nobody's talking to each other anymore so i don't have hope of anything coming from that avenue you know so <laughs> but i mean what, what what's hope these days right I, i'm hopeful but i need to take a break yeah. and then we'll come back at 10 15 oh, Stand and go prop my leg up. Yeah, go prop your leg up and come back or whatever. Come on. Do I need to come over there? 
Don't you know, go. get you a chair. We can put your leg up. Okay, wait a minute. Recline. I gotta find, I gotta find which screen that we're actually on, <laughs> so so that I could cue music. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Love Fans Love Talk on WNHH <laughs> FM, your home for community radio. With a dozen roses, such would astound you. The joy of children laughing around you. These are the makings of you. It is true. The makings of you. The righteous way to go. Little one would know or believe. If I told them so, you're second to none. The love of all mankind should reflect some sign of these words I've tried to recite. They are close but not quite, almost impossible to do, reciting. The makings of you The righteous way to go Little one would know or believe if I told them so You're second to none The love of all mankind Should reflect some sign Of these words I've tried to recite They are close but not quite Almost impossible to do Deciding the makings of you. Hi, this is Babs Rolls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.
I love the temptations. <laughs> I love me some temptations. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> Whew, I stepped outside for a few minutes just to catch a little, I can't say fresh air. It's a coolness outside though. There's a, this June is cool. It's a coolness outside. It's about 64 degrees out and you, it feels it. I mean, it feels very cool outside. Um, the sun is trying to peek through the smoke. <laughs> I don't know what the, I, I, you know, I think Harry, I think I'm gonna have to buy me a, um, you know how you buy one of those gas masks. I think I'm gonna have to become one of these people that just needs to be ready for when stuff jumps off. So I might need a hazmat suit and a, and a gas, one of those masks, you know, one of those high performing masks. I think I might have to just, 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 just because that might be a dick sporting good run. And just like, yo, what you got in hazmat? Because <laughs> I just feel like, <laughs> I just feel like we are not prepared for catastrophe. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you prepare for catastrophe. I mean, we're not even prepared for the basics. Like we're not even prepared for storm stuff. Right. Cause it, because I think when you prepare for a storm, I think people's thinking is when you prepare for a storm, you you are you are you are inviting a storm to come. That's people's thinking. Like if I don't prepare, I'm not inviting the I'm not inviting it. And that's just crazy thinking. We all should be prepared for the worst possible scenarios. You know, if you go to the gut, yeah, Harry, we laugh about this all the time. If you go to the government website on how to be prepared for hurricanes and natural disasters, it will scare the mess out of you. <laughs> all the stuff that you need to be prepared and then have it all in a backpack to be ready to run. 
Oh my God. Nobody is going to be prepared. And I, I think about that all, I think about that all the time. My husband was one of these people that, you know, you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared. And, uh, and I used to be one of these people too. That's like, wow, you know, what are the chances? But the older I get and the more that I see the world in its current state, I'd least like to have a fighting chance. At least have some damn water on hand. <laughs> I think if you've got, I think if these are the things I think you you should have water, toilet paper, and Pop-Tarts. If you got Pop-Tarts, you could survive. <laughs> and for me, they have to be unfrosted Pop-Tarts. Otherwise, I'm not going to survive. So I'm just saying. And maybe some spam. I, I think I have to keep some spam in the house. Because, you know, spam takes a gazillion years to, the expiration date is like five, six, seven, ten years into the, into ahead. So, you know, maybe I need some spam in the house. I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like this might be the time to start thinking about preparation. I could be wrong. But that's just how I'm feeling. I just feel like mm, these these are these are uh, these are challenging times, challenging times, and uh, I just feel like we are just not prepared people. So I know I go I go all dystopian on people. I know, but I I think about this stuff. I think about how are we gonna get away. How how are we gonna get in our cars and go somewhere? The highways are gonna be gonna be tight backed up you know gas stations are gonna run out of gas i mean how, how do we how do we how do we get ready for a dystopian future <laughs> somebody told somebody said vienna sausage i hate vienna sausage my mother used to eat that stuff vienna sausage potted me but i'm gonna tell you something old black folks knew what time it was because you, there was no household when I was growing up that didn't have some Vienna sausage and some potted meat and Spam. Because you could make a struggle meal in a moment's notice. A struggle meal in a moment's notice. So, you know, I'm just saying, man, I think we got to take it back old school. I, I'm convinced. We can... <laughs> We got to take it back old school. <laughs> oh, oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna survive. We just, we're just gonna, you know, and the thing that will kill us is starvation. That's what'll do us in starvation, you know? So I'm keep some pop tops in the, in the cabinet, some spam in the cabinet, some beans in the cabinet, you know, keep some canned goods in the cabinet. I, I have to rethink this now, you know, I, and, and a can opener around. You know, we got to go back old school because I, I, I don't think people are prepared. You know, I just don't. I just don't. I, I, I and, you know, I'm 60. I, I don't know. A dystopian future could hit us at any minute, you know, particularly when there's so much beefing in the world, you know. I mean, I, I don't think anybody want to see the demise of the world, but people, you know, them dictators, man. And I don't even think it'll be the dictators. 
it'll be some civil unrest mess. You know, these these white supremacists. It'll be white supremacists who will start to feel emboldened, you know, and feeling like, you know, the 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 laws are caving in on them and they feel like they're losing their ability to have freedom. You know, and and America is an overzealous country anyway, religiously, gun-wise, you know, it, it has always been so. You know, people came, people, white folks came to this country because they wanted to have religious zealotry uh, un, un, unquestioned and unchecked. <laughs> That's just what it that's just what America is founded on. They wanted to have religious fervor freedom without it being checked by anybody. And so that's so so that that is ingrained in America, this religious. So when you see all this religious right foolishness and all that craziness, that's just part of the strains of the foundation of this country. You know, that that fever. That's why, you know, I, I I I like the study of religion. I like to go to divinity school, but I, I'm not one of these religious zealot people. I'm not. I, I love the mystery and the and the and the and the and the ritual of, of religious expression, but I'm not uh I'm not one of these literal Bible thumpers. These people are crazy. I mean, they're just crazy and they just you know, for me, they're just like the Taliban, man. They, it's all the same to me. I don't care what you call it. It's all the same. When you are that re- religious zealotry that's got a hold on you, and you want to impose that on everybody, nope. But that is ingrained in the America. It's in the founding of this country, even though the four four founders tr- tried to sort of say that's not the case. It is the case. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know, you know, it, uh, uh, we're just not prepared. America is a weird space, a weird place. And uh, yeah, it's just a weird, weird place. Anytime you could, you know, I mean, we we just worship guns and God to the point where it's dangerous and and it just gets more and more emboldened right people are just out their bag with this stuff and uh it it is a form of terrorism as far as i'm concerned it it is the way we are right now is a form of terrorism and and we are terror terrorizing each other you know uh with white folks leading the pack and and uh it, it's uh it gives me pause it gives me a lot of pause that we are in this we are in this crazy place of of uh you know just in this crazy space it's a lot it's just a lot it's a lot so anyway uh I think when I go shopping, I gotta, I got inventory in my canned goods situation and make sure. <laughs> I'm I'm joking, but I'm dead ass serious. And I know Harry, we talk about this all the time. How to be prepared, and you know, when you go when you go to the government website and you look at look up how to be prepared, 
it freaks you out. It freaks me out every time. And I'm like, oh, let me just go and start checking off from my list. And then I just get overwhelmed and freaked out. So I might have to just search Amazon, buy me a, a preparedness kit. So I don't got to build one. I just get me a preparedness kit. <laughs> keep it in the, keep it at the house. <laughs> keep some matches you know because i think matches is going to be necessary you know keep them in a um uh uh keep keep them in the uh in, in a plastic bag you know a waterproof bag and uh you know yeah so you can get a preparedness kit a five-person emergency kit for two hundred dollars you you could get one you could go to uh there's a bunch of places you know even AARP has a has a, a list of essentials to prepare yourself for an emergency go bag or you could go to ready.gov and you could build a kit so uh and if that doesn't freak you out I don't I don't know what does and look they show you toilet, toilet paper is right right do you see that toilet paper is right there <laughs> <laughs> you know what you need for basic basic disaster supply kit i don't think we've ever talked about this so to assemble your kit store items in the airtight plastic bags and put your entire disaster supplies kit in one or two easy to carry containers such as plastic bins or duffel bag a basic emergency supply kit could include the following recommended items water <clears throat> one gallon per person per day for several days for drinking and sanitation i don't know how, <laughs> i don't know how much water you have to carry i don't i don't understand how you're going to deal with that one gallon per person per day for several days several days means more than 3 days a couple of days is two. Several is three or more. So I don't know who's going to walk with three or four gallons of water per person. Food. At least a several-day supply of non-perishable food. That's your spam. That's your beans. That's your Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Energy bars if you're feeling fancy. You need a battery-powered or hand crank radio and a NOAA weather radio with tone alert. I, I don't have one of those. I guess I need to get one of those. You need a flashlight, a first aid kit, a good one. Target sells all variations of, of, uh, of first aid kits. I've got a couple in the house. Extra batteries, a whistle, because you might need to call for help. A dust mask to help filter contaminated air. Oh, boy. Plastic sheeting and duct tape in case you have to shelter in place. <laughs> See, this is, this is scary. <laughs> Moist towelettes, garbage bags, and plastic ties for personal sanitation. So you got to piss and poop in a bag because you can't leave it anywhere. 
You got to be able to wipe up yourself. A wrench or pliers to turn off utilities. A manual can opener for food. And now they got can openers, Harry, to do all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, but get yourself a manual one because if the your electricity is out, yeah, how to open up that can with you, that, <laughs> right? And and you could cut yourself trying to do it with a knife. Yes, get yourself a simple old school manual. But if you could get a you could get a fancy manual one if you're bougie like me. So I go with that. Or you could go to the dollar store and get yes. a basic one just for survival. Local maps. I don't have any maps in the house. You can't depend on GPS because if everything goes down, it goes down. Right. And then a cell phone with charges and a backup battery. And then, and then additional emergency supplies. You need masks for everyone, soap, hand sanitizer, disinfecting wipes. Get your prescription meds, Harry, because CVS is not going to be open during Armageddon. Non-prescription medications, pain relievers, anti-diarrhea medication, anti-acids, laxatives. Get your prescription eyeglasses and contact lens solution, which I don't know who's going to be wearing contact lenses because at some point (laughs) it's, it's done. Infant formula. I don't, I don't have no baby, so I don't got to worry about that. Pet food. Damn these pets. <laughs> well, you know, the reason you want pet food is because you want to fatten up your pet just in case you need to eat ah! it. Ah! No, don't say that, Harry. I was just going to say, I wasn't thinking that. I was like, in case you run across some dogs that you need to feed so that they don't eat you. <laughs> Cash or traveler's checks. Probably cash. Traveler's checks is who nobody's gonna cash those. But you see, these things, the the list that they're giving you, it's like a 72 hour list. Like if if the emergency lasts about 72 hours, but let's say that the our whole electrical grid is out, which means nothing is nothing is worth anything at all right and even your cash is only going to be worth something for the first week maybe until people realize what am i going to do with this cash i can't no <laughs> the whole system is down <laughs> what am i going to do with this cash here's I- here's something else that freaked me out too harry when they say you should have an emergency kit for home and you should have one at work yeah in case something jumps off while you're at work and you got a shelter in place at work. Oh my God, my head would fall off. <laughs> yeah. Or, or let's say something happens. And I go back to the electrical grid because that's one that is very, you know, capable of possible of happening. Like if like lately the sun has emit, been emitting these bursts, these solar bursts. And our electromagnetic field is getting thinner and thinner. So if the sun gives off a, a really good burst that take, kills our electrical grid, now that's the sun, but let's say Russia exploded a nuclear weapon at a high atmosphere, they would take out our whole electrical grid also. Okay, so 
if that happens and you're at work now you live next to where you work so you just have <laughs> but i have 29 miles to walk but if i'm at the inner city harry because you know i go to the inner city which which is not far it's not a far walk it's a out half, half 45 minute walk maybe right so for but for me 29 miles to get to my house would be a month <laughs> of walking right maybe more depending because after <coughs> after about a week it becomes mad max <laughs> right because because there's no more food in the stores Right. If I have an emergency kit, people are going to be like, well, I wonder what he has in his emergency kit that he's carrying on his back. So now it becomes dangerous. So now you could only travel at night <laughs> and stuff. So it's like it, it becomes really dangerous uh, uh. And to get home to protect your supplies at home. Because people are going to start raiding different houses trying to get yeah. supplies. Harry, I'm on the, this is the government site. So. <laughs> and, and the government site only gives you a 72 hour kit. I don't, I need more you than know, that, Harry. Oh my more God. Than that. You, look, let me tell you, when I first moved here, oh. the, the electricity went out and my neighbor came knocking on my door. He's like, fill your bathtubs, fill your bathtub. And I'm like, you know, I hardly know this guy. He's telling me to fill my bathtub because the lights went out. And he came back later. He's like, no, because if, unless you have a supply of water, if our electricity is out for more than two days, whatever supply of water is gone, you are only going to have what's in your bathtub. Ooh. And I'm like, oh my God, that's such a good idea. So in case of an emergency, lights go off, fill your bathtubs. Yes, I do know that. So fill your bathtub because that's going to be your supply of water for a while. And if you get to the point where the, you use your water in the bathtub, you're going to have to draw water from your radiators, you know, as an emergency backup. So it's like, I was listening to the guy and I was like, at first I'm thinking he's paranoid. What? I mean. How long do I have to be without water that I, I'm going to start using bathtub water? <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, but then, <laughs> you know, now I'm paranoid. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, my God, do I have enough water? How long before? So, <laughs> But I'm telling you, Harry, every time we revisit this conversation, it freaks me out. And when I go to the government, and this is the government site that I'm at, I'm reading what they're telling me. It scares the crap out of me. And if a disaster strike right now, Harry, I am not, I am ill prepared. So I wouldn't last long in my house. Right. So the thing, like they say a whistle, right? Okay. I don't have a whistle in my house. <laughs> okay. But the only reason you want a whistle right now is like if you're in society, you know, you're, you're at a party or you, you're walking through the parking lot and you try to scare off the guy with the whistle. Now, if you're in an emergency situation as and days have passed by, the whistle's only gonna serve to draw people to, to you, which is the last thing you want. Right? So there's a lot of these things like extra batteries and all that stuff. Yeah, but if it's if it's an electric problem, those batteries get sapped too. 
unless you have them in like a Faraday cage where you have them on the metal to protect them from a, a sunburst or a EMP and stuff like that. So you want to have certain a certain amount of supplies under aluminum or something like that that protect. Like you want to have a a radio under that because you you want to be able to listen to the emergency broadcasters are saying you're SOL, you know? Yeah. So all of that stuff becomes and even a a, a radio, a CB radio, uh, so that you 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 need a um you need a a, a battery or a hand crank radio. Yeah, and you could get those. They're pretty cheap. Yeah, actually, I have a couple because Karen has given me them for like Father's Day and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so but a lot of this stuff needs to be protected because if if it happens to be an electromagnetic burst or electromagnetic pulse that kills all electronics, all your electronics will be burned. The 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 um the insides of the radio, the motherboards of those radios will be burnt. Um, so you, unless you have it under a protective Faraday cage, which is something like metal or aluminum where that protects them. Um, so it, you know, it, it's really scary. The plastic sheeting and duct tape, it, it reminds me of the New York commercial. <laughs> you know, that if a nuclear weapon has gone off, that's <laughs> of your room. Go to the center of your room and, and and try to shelter. But if you have any radioactive dust on you, change your clothes. You're like, I, are you serious? If I have yeah. any, if I have any dust on me from a nuclear bomb, I'm probably burning up. I'm, you know, it's the dust on me is me turning into ash. <laughs> <laughs> We we we're not prepared. <laughs> See, not. that's the problem I have, Harry. We're we're the majority of people. Ninety percent of the people are not prepared, and that's going to be problematic. Right, and and they they have the basic emergency kit for your car, which is which is normal stuff like jumper cables, um, direct the triangle flares and stuff like that, the ice scraper, but. But forget that stuff. If if it's an emergency, you have to walk home from your car. What you're gonna need is the only good part is the blanket and the map. But who knows how to read a map these days? <laughs> I'm right? to, I think I'm gonna have to start a map class. <laughs> like, let's just take some remedial map classes. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, because <laughs> just think about it. Now you're going, okay, what's north? Uh <laughs> You're gonna have a. I'll just check my phone. <laughs> well, no, your phone is out. Your phone is out. We need a compass. You need a handheld compass. You're gonna need a handheld compass, and you have to you have to learn what true north is, right? So it's like, okay, <laughs> you're like, I'm lost. I'm gonna go and ask the next person for help, and that person is gonna rob me. <laughs> I know we we make it fun, Harry, but it's not going to be fun because everybody's going to get in their car and think they're going to go somewhere. They think they're going to go somewhere, and where is there to go when there's a disaster? You know, so so forget forget alien takeover. 
forget nuclear holocaust, just a basic hurricane, tornado, natural disaster type thing. Oh, just something regular like that. You see, it's happened even here in Connecticut where people yeah, were- remember we had that st storms and- Yeah, without electricity for about two weeks. And yeah. they were suffering, okay? That's two weeks worth of stuff. Now, <laughs> just think about you're down for six months to a year. Because ah! right? let's face it, the government- we don't have a government that's going to go and fix every electrical grid in every city and, and be up. Your, oh, you see, right now, Eversource leaves you without electricity for a week. <laughs> okay, so imagine if, if they have to do, redo the grid. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, not, it's not for the faint of heart. No, so, no. So in your in your car, you should also have a supply of like beef jerky and stuff stuff that that is not gonna non perishables that don't perish easily, so that your if you need to walk somewhere, you have some water. You want to have some water, eat. something to eat. You you don't want to have a lot of water because you're not gonna carry a lot of water on your back. You, you, yeah, because they're like a gallon a day for be, several days. I'm like, what the hell. <laughs> yeah, that's not realistic. I mean, it is realistic if you're home. You want to have those supplies at home. But if you're in your car, you want to have about three days worth of water and you're not going to drink a gallon a day. It's not. You're going to, you're not going to carry three gallons of water on your back. You're going to have to actually cut down to about, you know, a quarter gallon a day for the next few days. And then you're going to have to get your water where you can. But, you know, there's supplies for that. There's the um, chlorine tabs that, that you could clean water with. You boil it with the chlorine. It, it's, there's a whole bunch of different things that you could do. And they also have the straw. Have you ever seen the survival straw? No. There's a straw? Yeah, there's a survival straw that you could drink any water and it actually filters all the dirt out of it. Right, so there's there's different things like that, but I have to go look this up. Always scaring people, but no, I I think we have to scare people because I think people are not prepared, Harry. Oh, life straw! I'm gonna, I'm gonna Holy cow! I gotta pick up this phone call. I'm gonna nope. Official life straw water, safe drinking water at home for emergency preparedness. Or outdoors is one click away. Wow. That is, cr I see it. Five high capacity emergency survivor water straws. Yee. Just my luck. You could get these. You could get these. Oh, can you drink pee with a life straw? Life straw does not remove dissolved salts and was not designed to be used to drink urine. Yeah. It, it, Can it you drink your... any water? It the life straw lets you drink, lets you safely drink from any water source. Yeah. Even not so clean ones. Oh Lord yeah. Harry. See, I, I just would do terrible at this. Well, the thing is, best like in Connecticut, you're always gonna find a stream of water somewhere, right? 
along the sides of the roads. People have ponds. People, have, you know, there's water all over Connecticut. So if you were walking somewhere, you could stop and drink something with that life straw. You know, so carrying <laughs> a gallon of water a day. So let's say you have a 10-day walk. Are you really going to carry all that water? You Actually, you're going to become a target. Yeah. People for water. So, yeah. So, and you can't, you know, I, I know you, there's some um, in the strength in numbers, but until you get to your stable location, you don't want to share your straw because your straw is going to be gone. They'll steal it from you. And you, it's only good for one person. Like, you can't use it for everybody in your group. Everybody's got to have their own straw. Yeah. I might have to buy these, Harry. So, yeah. So, I, I I built go bags, survival bags for my son, my daughter, my wife, and and I. So we all have one in our in our cars and stuff. Um, actually, I don't have one in my new car. I gotta figure out where my other one is. But um, but yeah. So I mean, it is, and, and in there I have stuff like nuts and and oh yeah, nuts are good. Yeah, beef jerky and stuff like that. Stuff that you could continuously eat but remember you're you have to keep in mind how long because people think to yourself oh oh i'm 15 miles away that's i'll be there in a day no <laughs> it doesn't work like that <laughs> of course if you're working if you're walking on the highway and you're going to <laughs> but you become a target and then you're carrying a backpack you have to hide <laughs> Well, the best thing to do is, if there's a, a national emergency like that, is take off as soon as you hear it's a national emergency, and don't wait on your government to save you. Yeah, because that gives you the buffer before people realize, oh my God, nobody's coming to help us. Yeah. So you you have that three to five day buffer of before people start looking for you. Hey, where's that guy with the bag? He must have food in his bag. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh, this is a lot to see, and this is the kind of stuff, Harry, that will that incites fear in people. This is this is the fear right here. That's why this is the fear, and and nobody will be prepared. Nobody will be prepared. No one is prepared. I can guarantee you, people are not prepared. People don't even have gas in their cars right now. Well. There is that, right? <laughs> Inflation um, makes it hard to buy a dozen of eggs. So um, that's why, look, stuff like aspirin, um, even a couple of bars of soap to put in your bag and stuff. You go to the dollar store. That, those are the best places to get survival stuff because the little things like matches, they, yeah. You go buy a couple of boxes of matches, matches, and you throw that into baggies. Yeah, you know, so, so stuff like that. I wonder if I could get to a dollar store and rob it at the. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, but that's the thing. But but Vez, that's the thing. Most stores only have about a week's supply. Oh of, yeah, right. So they they count on the trucks coming weekly. So when people realize. 
And that's what I'm saying. After the three-day period, people realize, oh my God, it's survival of the fittest. I'm going to go and loot these stores. And you're you're stuck. If you're stuck in your house, like you're not a person who goes into stores. That you, Your survival instincts are going to have to actually build up. <laughs> you know, because we're not used to survival of the fittest environments. <laughs> I know I'm not Harry. <laughs> I know. I mean, I got good instincts and common sense, but I, <laughs> it's I'm something. not the one that's going to be out there hunting squirrels and shit like that. Like, I can't. <laughs> that's the thing, you know, you know, it's funny because you say that about squirrels. I'm terrified of squirrels, but think about how these, I don't want to disparage anybody. Um, these these country folk do right that they eat possums and squirrels. oh yeah they 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 know how to do it they know how to do it we don't know how to do it no we don't know how to do it Harry. and we and it's gonna be like, how do you trap a squirrel oh my god i don't even want to get close to the squirrel <laughs> i i would have a t- i'm telling you harry dystopian would not suit me not one bit but that's I why would- I'd have a that's, tough time. Yeah, that's why the reality of it is, is that they, there's strength in numbers. Of course, you have to get with people. Yeah. But initially, you have to survive to get to your people. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. You know? That's the thing. That is the thing. Yeah, so. I'd have to make my way to my ex-husband's house because I know he know how to do all that survival stuff. Now, will he let me in? I don't know. <laughs> you know, and then it becomes what, you, look, let me tell you. Initially, you take in a lot of people. You take it, especially the people you know, you, you think to yourself, how am I going to let this person? But then it, the reality sets in that what do you bring to the group? Because you can't be somebody who everybody has to take care of. Everybody is going to have to take care of each other. So yeah. what do you bring to this group? Oh boy. You know, so uh. <laughs> you know, and it's like the walking dead, they had a a, a questionnaire as you try to <laughs> like how many people have you killed? <laughs> You're like, Well, I killed I had to kill people zombies. <laughs> so how many people, not zombies, how many people have you killed? And why did you kill them? <laughs> you know, so it's like Okay, <laughs> you're gonna have to. Well, Bass, you can be that person, right? You can be that person who sets up the the questionnaires, and I think, yeah, I'll be good at that. But anyway, so there's another show coming behind us. Yeah, so. we gotta go. So anyway, that's our that's our our annual dystopian talk. <laughs> Every once in a while, Harry and I bring it to you, real talk. Get your survival kits ready, kids. You're gonna need it. <laughs> hey, we just we, we're trying to give you a little bit of reality. We a lot of us don't live in reality, so no, we don't, Harry. That's why I, I I pay I paying attention to the world, and we're just not prepared, just not. So something that can make you do wrong, make you make do you do right. Yeah. We'll be back. You're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHHLP. I'm your home for community radio. Love and happiness.
Love it, I have to love it. 